0: Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread.
2: as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without
1: end amen praise ye the lord the lord's name be praised psalm 40 starting on page 390 i waited patiently for the lord and he inclined unto
0: me and heard my calling
2: He brought me also out of the horrible pit, out of the mire and clay, and set my feet upon the rock, and ordered my goings.
0: And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even of thanksgiving unto our God.
2: Many shall see it, and fear, and shall put their trust in the Lord.
0: Blessed is the man that hath set his hope in the Lord, and turned not unto the proud, and to such as go about with lies.
2: O Lord my God, great are the wondrous works which thou hast done, like as be also thy thoughts, which are, are to usward, and yet there is no man that ordereth them unto thee.
0: If I should declare them and speak of them, they should be more than I am able to express.
2: Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but mine ears hast thou, op- thou opened.
0: Burnt offering and sacrifice for sin hast thou not required. Then said I, Lo, I come.
2: In the volume of the book it is written of me, that I should fulfill thy will, O my God. I am content to do it. Yea, thy law is within my heart.
0: I have declared thy righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I will not refrain my lips, O Lord, and that thou knowest.
2: I have not hid thy righteousness within my heart. My talk hath been of thy truth and of thy salvation.
0: I have not kept back thy loving mercy and truth from the great congregation.
2: Withdraw not thou thy mercy from me, O O Lord. Let thy loving kindness and thy truth always preserve me.
0: For innumerable troubles are come about me. My sins have taken such hold upon me that I am not able to Yea, they are more in number than the hairs of my head, and my heart hath failed me.
2: O Lord, let it be thy pleasure to deliver me. Make haste, O Lord, to help me.
0: Let them be ashamed and confounded together that seek after my soul to destroy it. Let them be driven backward and put to rebuke that wish me evil.
2: Let them be desolate and rewarded with shame that say unto me, Fie upon thee fie upon thee
0: let all those that seek thee be joyful and glad in thee and let such as love thy salvation say always the lord be praised
2: as for me i am poor and needy but the lord careth for me
0: thou art my helper and redeemer make no long tarrying O my god
2: glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost
0: as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end.
1: Amen. Here begins the
2: 18th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me again, saying, What do you mean when you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel, saying, The fathers have eaten sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, says the Lord God, you shall no longer use this proverb in Israel. Behold, all souls are mine. The soul of the Father as well as the soul of the Son is mine. The soul who sins shall die. Yet you say, why should the Son not bear the guilt of the Father? Because the Son has done what is lawful and right, and has kept all my statutes and observed them. He surely shall live. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not bear the guilt of the father, nor the father bear the guilt of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. But if a wicked man turns from all his sins which he has committed, keeps all my statues, and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live, he shall not die. None of the transgressions which he has committed shall be remembered against him. Because of the righteousness which he has done, he shall live. Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die, says the Lord God, and not that he should turn from his ways and live?
1: Here ends the first lesson.
0: My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed, for he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm, he hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts, he hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and me. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end.
1: Amen.
2: Here begins the 27th verse of the fourth chapter of the Gospel of St. John. And at this point his disciples came, and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, what do you seek, or why are you talking with her? The the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the men, come, see a man who told me all the things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white with harvest and he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true one sows and another reaps i sent you to reap that for which you have not labored others have labored and you have entered into their labors and many of the samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified he told me all that i ever did so when the samaritans had come to him they urged him to stay with them and he stayed there two days and many more believed because of his own word then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we ourselves have heard him, and we know that this is indeed the Christ, the Saviour of the world.
1: Here ends the second lesson.
0: Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles O Lord, save thy people.
2: And bless thine inheritance.
1: Give peace in our time, O Lord.
2: For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety.
1: O God, may clean our hearts within us.
2: And take not thy Holy Spirit from us.
0: Almighty and everlasting God, who govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people and grant us thy peace all the days of our life, through Jesus Christ our
1: Lord.
2: Amen.
0: O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, all. What thoughts about our lessons tonight? Um, We start in Psalm 40, um, which is a a psalm of David. It's attributed to David and likely is meant to um, capture the spirit of his deliverance from king saul and god bringing him out of his um, being hunted in the wilderness and set um, and established in his kingdom and is situated between that kind of glorious rise um, while saul you know it kind of perfects his decline uh, and then also date the beginning of david's decline as he kind of as he begins to capitulate to temptation and to uh, in- inaugurate the, the dissolution of his own kingdom um and so psalm 40 reflects this um this kind of complex um expression of spiritual of a, of a, of I think a really relatable spiritual um experience which is um that you know there's this reflection upon the experience of god delivering the psalmist from some grave calamity uh and in 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 the phrase that turns that into a prayer is that the because of this the lord has put this new song in my heart but that new song is really a recapitulation of an old song. We see, and as that, as those, the hymn begins, it says, Blessed is the man. Uh, this is a throwback immediately to what we began the season with, which is Psalm one. Blessed is the man who has not walked in the counsel of the ungodly nor stood in the way of sinners, but who delights in the law of the Lord. Um, this is a recapitulation of what we've already seen 40 psalms in. Um, and it's a reminder that we begin again. With that, 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 that notion of blessedness. And then that builds into this song of, 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 you know, God in, putting this song within the heart that eventually leads to the offering of one's own life. That although humanity is fickle in offering itself continually as an oblation to God under the covenant, God is continually pleased to offer all that he has for the, in goodwill for the benefit of mankind. And so, when the psalmist finally kind of erupts in this, "Lo, I come!" In the volume of the book, it is written of me that I should do Thy will, O Lord. My heart is content to do it. Yea, Thy law is in my heart. Um, it's a reflection, you know, in the Davidic sense of of the the rules of kingship that we see written in Deuteronomy, um, but also is the exp- is the application of that um, that proverb from Psalm one, that general declaration. Blessed is the man who, you know, walks not in the way of the, of, of sinners, but who delights in the law of the Lord. Um, and so this is the application, the adoption of that to the psalmist's place. And yet, in the verses that follow, we see this, this flickering of that, that suddenly there is this encroaching sense of one's sins catching up to one. Um, and that bearing down and th- and kind of proving to be a voice of skepticism within the heart of the psalmist as he wonders... Whether or not he's even able to make this oblation, and what it does is it re- recalls again what, what Bishop Scarlet really, you know, always he says so well about Psalm one, that when we see blessed is the man, we're seeing this, you know, blessing is you know attends Adam, the you know blessing, uh, you know, man in Hebrew is always Adam, right, the man, uh, and you have uh, you have you, you, this notion is you know even though this pronouncement of and this declaration of blessedness attends that man. No man really is qualified by that, and no none none in mankind, no man or woman, uh, really rises to the occasion um, that is described in Psalm 1. And so it leaves us with a kind of riddle that although God is, you know, it's God's goodwill to deliver blessing under the covenant to the one who walks in his law, none perfectly walk in that law, and that complicates our existence and we see that the playing out of that complication in both ezekiel and in john today where in ezekiel we see the those in captivity meditating on the meaning of why they're in captivity why this severe judgment has fallen upon them as a people and the proverb that god is calling into scrutiny at the beginning of chapter 18 here is this proverb that kind of plays on an ancient near eastern notion of generational justice which is that you know the gods would surely you know continue to hold subsequent generations accountable for the personal sins of a you know a an ancestor, and God is 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 nuancing that that notion of justice and saying that's overly simplistic. That while um, being in relation to someone who grievously violates the law is going to have consequences that are felt in their whole relational system, it is not the case that God is holding personally accountable every person in that person's lineage for the sin that was committed up to the chain in the family tree. And so that's he's saying if, you, you know, you are all in exile, um, not only because you're experiencing the consequences of, of what your forefathers, you know, have done, and they're continually abandoning this, that, that you aren't being held personally guilty for their sins. Some of you are experiencing the consequences of being in relationship to people who departed from the Lord. And some of you are experiencing the direct punishment that comes from being idolatrous yourself. Uh, And so it's nuancing that saying God is is not going, is not kind of a, you know, just a blast judgment. He is very, he is actually just. He deals with every soul in accordance with what that's the quality of that person's heart actually is um, for, you know, for better or worse. Um, And so that brings us back with even greater intensity to that problem in Psalm 40, which is, you know i want i want to offer myself as an oblation to god and yet i know how much i fail to do that so what is to be done the answer comes with jesus who in john chapter 4 tells his disciples look um, you're being welcomed into something now that you know to to participate in the fruition and culmination of something that you did not labor uh to to accomplish right that has the immediate context with his conversation with the woman at the well the samaritan woman Uh, And that will result in the verses that follow in the conversion of all the Samaritans. And the disciples who had previously had kind of a skeptical view of the Samaritan because Jesus had gone and actually done the work of ministering to her is now, you know, seeing, reaping the harvest of many who are coming to him. And the disciples are made participant in this thing that A, they were kind of, you know, because of their sort of ethnic prejudices. They were disinclined to want to participate in, but then also they didn't do a lick of work to actually make happen. And yet they're being given the opportunity to participate in this, you know, this fulfillment of God's goodwill and the expansion of the kingdom. And so what we see in this, you know, is that God is not some sort of blind, neutral, sort of impersonal notion of justice that we see that just kind of has a mask that it that it wears up in the sky. That God is actually much more inclined to give us every good thing far beyond what we actually deserve or what we have merited. And he is extremely reserved in issuing justice to the point that he is, you know, he is showing mercy on generation after generation, being incredibly patient and long suffering um, and and taking to himself the whole problem of human frailty and the and the conflict conflict within every heart that resists offering ourselves fully to God. He is taking all the all the burden of that on himself and giving us in return all of the blessing and benefit so that to draw us full circle, even though we are not those who walk perfectly in the law of the Lord, who delight in the law of the Lord and who always avoid the counsel of the ungodly, that we are still able to be made participant in the blessing that attends the man who does those things. And for that, we give thanks in this
1: Epiphany season.
0: Continuing with our intercession on page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ
1: and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining in tonight, and thanks to
0: Aaliyah, my uh, intrepid co-leader. Hope you all have a wonderful start to your weekend.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, for Thank you so much. Happy Friday. Have a good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night.